when you do produce great Italian food, there's so many layers you know, of structured flavor, which is very, very important. And that is what we want to bring to the table. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Last time we caught up with Danny Rousseau, we went on a journey of his career and delved into a lot of talk about pork on our sibling podcast, The Crackling. But today we're talking seafood, as Danny has some huge news about an iconic location in Sydney. Danny, how are you? Oh, good afternoon, uh, Anthony. How are you? Good. It's good to get you on the show again. Um, you've got some news. You've um, teamed up with Condides and uh, in an iconic site in Sydney. Tell us a bit about it. Well, yes. Mate. We, well, we've been talking about this now for a number of years, and, and the beauty about it is that, A, number one, it is an iconic site uh, down at Jones Bay Wharf, and it used to be the old... Uh, the old premise of um, flying fish, which has been around now for, you know, 20 odd years, which is unbelievable, unheard of in Sydney. There's not many restaurants. So, you know, you've got to tip your head. And this is basically paying homage to flying fish because flying fish has now moved out into uh, into the Star City in the casino. And um, we're actually going to be doing a an Italian uh, seafood restaurant, Italian inspired seafood restaurant using uh, all the best local produce uh, where possible. You mentioned that you and kind of been talking about doing something for quite some time, but you have kind of worked together on projects, you consulting and stuff. What's tell us a bit about the relationship and what you guys have done before? Well, we, we've done a lot of venues together. Uh, we did the Italian Kitchen together, and we, we've done a lot of uh, clubs and and pubs um, in that domain, which is fantastic. And working on some very big projects at the moment. Um, and the beauty about it is, is that. You know, when all the stars align, we tried to do this before and it, it was, I was doing a lot of traveling, so it was always something that was, was always a miss. But this time around, there's just, uh, everything just aligned and we said, listen, let's just do this. Otherwise, you know, we're never going to do this. And, and it's just, you know, when something, it, sometimes when you force things, things don't happen, everything was just falling into place and it, and it was just great. I mean, it, um, the, the beauty about all of this was that I was actually going to do a, an Italian uh, seafood place over in Chicago in the US. And obviously with, well, with the pandemic, it, uh, obviously it didn't eventuate um, before the troubles. And the beauty about it was we said, well, we started talking and we said, okay, well, how about if we do it here? And one thing led to another and Con and I had, uh, have been friends now for, for some time uh, when we had hair on our head. So that's going back quite a few years ago. <laughs> so it, um, and, and it just works, you know, when you just, when you, when you do business with someone already, you understand the philosophies are exactly the same. And to us, we, we need to be true to the concept. And the concept is, you know, producing great Italian food, using all the local produce in Australia you know, has some of the best local produce, not just in the fruit and vegetable department, but also in the seafood. Our seafood is is on another level. And I can say that because I've traveled the world and, and worked, you know, in, in lots of parts around the world. But Australia, besides calling it home, it's uh, there's a, um, a huge amount of respect for the way that we handle you know, our produce and, our, and, and the suppliers that we have and, and the quality of the restaurants that we have in this country, like I've said before, is, mate, they're up there with the best. So, 
it, Italy, depending on where you are, the food is so different from region to region. Tell us a bit about what to expect from Sala in regards to seafood and Italian food. Well, Sala is going to be a, a um, obviously, we're going to be doing all the food from up north and down south. And the beauty about it is, is that the, the technique and the spirit will always be Italian. One of the things that's very important is that we've just, we will be increasing the pantry list, which doesn't mean that we bring in Asia into our pantry list because that's a far cry. But you need to understand that, you know, we're going back to, um, you know, you, like one of the dishes we will be doing is the toothfish uh, putanesca. When you go back through the history, you need to understand that the garum, the garum was introduced by when they do all the, the, um, the curing and the salting of the anchovies and all the fish, and that comes back to the mid, to the uh, Middle Eastern. Um, so people need to understand, and then there's a lot of the Greek influence as well. So when you go back to it and go through the history, you know that's where a lot of the inspiration comes from. Because don't forget, you know, on the 17th of September in Sicily, they celebrate the festival of the couscous. Now that's you're talking thousands of years of history, but that's also the influence of the Arabs, which is very important. So that we can understand, but there will be no soy, if, in other words, in my cooking. So, you know, um, just reinventing some of the classics and having a lot of fun. But most important is that uh, we, we stay true to the, to the dish, you know, because I don't want to destroy thousands of years of, of cuisine with a – with a, a, an ingredient or a cooking technique that doesn't belong there. Uh, you made uh, your mark on the culinary landscape, you know, quite a while ago, and there was a, there was a couple of dishes that really sort of epitomised sort of what you were doing. Are we going to see any sort of classic seafood Danny Russo dishes? Uh, look, the, the one dish that, that started the conversation with Connor and I is the squidding tortellini. Um, and as you know, that's been one of my signature dishes and, and, and Con has always spoken about it. He goes, mate, one day you've got to do that dish for me. I said, well, you know, <laughs> you know let's do it together. And, and um, yeah, and so this is how it all started. So definitely that's going to be happening. And we're also playing with a lot of other dishes. You know, that's definitely one. Having a lot of fun with caviar and just reworking a lot of the classic dishes. But most important is also having fun along the way and, you know, experimenting um, on the flavours, you know, just really doing something a little bit different um, and just, you know, because I've been spending quite a bit of time up north of Italy, you know, you get to see some of the things that they've been doing, which has been really interesting, uh, especially with the caviar. You've got um, head chef Michael Lewis on board. Tell us about what he's been up to and um, and the connection there. Well, the connection there is, is very simple. So, Michael and I have known each other for some time because of EJ, uh, Eliza Holland, down in, in, in Melbourne. And the beauty, and several good mates, and we did a project together both in Singapore and in China. And, you know, when your philosophies are exactly the same and you just get along really well with the, the, the palate, it's amazing that food brings the whole world together. It doesn't matter, you know, what, uh, what religion, race, uh, it just brings everybody together. And that's really important. And because of all of that, and now Michael, uh, who, who's a local boy, he's actually over in Italy um, and working at one of, the, one of the top restaurants over there. He's just producing absolutely amazing food. And I just said off the cuff one day, I said, hey, mate, you want to come back home? I might be doing a restaurant. 
He goes, you're so bloody mad. He goes, I'm going to join you. <laughs> it'll be, it'll, it'll be a great journey. So, and, and we've been spending a lot of time, um, you know, obviously doing FaceTime, working on the recipes, working on the dishes, coming up with the menus together, and, and which is fantastic because technically is absolutely amazing, and the, the flavour combinations are just, you know, it's it's almost like a. Uh, an old married couple, we know exactly what's going to be happening, what's going on. And, and the beauty about it is, is that, you know, he's going to be coming into a, a place where literally the, the hospitality environment is, is one for the professionals where, you know, you, you just really need to be positive, understanding and knowing about flavor combinations. But more importantly is also having the right um, attitude towards the culture of a kitchen brigade. And that's the one thing which is extremely important today. Condotti's influence is pretty incredible in Sydney, but most people don't know who he is. He sort of shies away from the limelight. Do you have any stories of what it's like working with him on projects? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) mate, look, (laughs) mate, you don't even have to pay me uh, for this. (laughs) The beauty about about Con is that everyone understands and knows that he's regarded as a gentleman of the industry because he, he really and truly is. Uh, that's number one, and he's got a fantastic wife, uh, Kerry, who does she, she does all the uh, makes him look very good. So we'll put it that way. It, um, but he's an absolute gentleman. But it's also his insight into the hospitality, especially when it comes to front of house, is absolutely second to none. And his um, commitment to the industry and the way he he, he treats you know with the culture. Um, uh, with his staff is absolutely amazing. He's had staff with him now for quite some time. You know, there's not that many people that leave and the ones that do leave, they end up coming back because they really and truly enjoy working with the group. And that's something that we need to really cultivate, which is very important because you don't get many hospitality groups that can do that. Italian cuisine has had a huge impact on Australian uh, food over many, many decades. And, but there's been a real renaissance, particularly with the regional Italian and restaurants and this beautiful movement that's happening. Well, what are you hoping to bring to the table um, with Sala and, and that sort of um, boom that's happening with Italian food in Australia again? Well, look, like I was saying before, one of the best parts is that Australia does produce some of the best Italian food. And I, and I say that without any hesitation. And one of the things that I found is that there's the hole in the market was that there was actually no one that was really and truly concentrating on specialising in doing, you know, uh, fantastic seafood with the Italian influence. People have sort of, you know, they come in and they're sort of like on the borderline um, but no one has really, you know, three quarters of the menu will be seafood and that's going to be the best part with an Italian um, influence to it. And people want, I need people to feel comfortable. You know, when you read the menu, it's, you don't need a PhD. You know, you go down and say, well, this is the whole thing. I mean, one of the things about with the Italian food is the simplicity and the way it's written, the way it's all put together. But the most important part about that is that simplicity is a concentration of flavours because there's no masking agent. And that's the most important part people need to understand is that when you do produce great Italian food, there's so many layers of structured flavour, which is very, very important. And that is what we want to bring to the table. You know, if we want to get the tuna or the swordfish or whether it's, you know, 
um, the flounder. Whatever we do, there's got to be a story behind it. We've got to make sure that we know where it's come from. We need to understand who is actually uh, bringing that to the table, you know. And, and these are the things that are very important because then you can taste it in the food. That is, that's what it comes down to. You know, we're, we're talking to the producers at the moment with about our lettuce. You know, we want to have a certain type of lettuce. All these things, you know, I can talk to them. Why? Because I've actually been down to the farm. I know who the guy is. I know the, the, the green keepers. We, we actually know the bloody dog, you know, and this is the detail as to what you need to go down to because, you know, you actually then become a natural salesperson and not that you, you know, when you start talking about the food, you know, people should almost feel guilty that they don't buy it off you because that's how passionate you are. And this is to the to the degree of what we are, you know, what we are trying to do. So to me, this is the most important part, you know. I've had to call Steve Hodges a thousand times <laughs> and we all know Steve, you know. And he's like, mate, don't call me anymore. I'm going to block you. you know? and, and why? Because, you know, I want to make sure that I'm getting all the right information. And everybody knows that Steve is the, is the, the godfather when it comes to seafood. We all know that. You know, nobody cooks a piece of fish like him regardless, you know. And, and the thing is, is that you get to learn all these things and you're talking about flavours and respect and, and understanding. That guy is a walking encyclopedia when it comes to, to the knowledge of seafood. And as you know, you, you did a cookbook with him, you know. Um, it doesn't always arrive on time. However, it, uh, <laughs> the beauty about it is, is that, you know, once you get him into the zone and, and you can t- – we talk for hours about seafood, and which is great. And, and it's – combination of, of everything, you know, knowing about the protein, knowing about the flavour profile, knowing what works, what doesn't work, how to treat it, how to cook it, what to do with it. And again, staying true to the cause of the dish, you know, uh, whether it's you're doing a tomato, making sure that the flavour balance is always there, making sure that it doesn't overpower the fish. You know, what's the hero of the dish? It's got to be the fish. So everything else just complements. And that's one of the hardest parts about you know, sometimes doing it. So you've just got to have, understand all those flavor profiles, which for me is paramount. Well, Danny, it's super exciting news in such an iconic location. When, when are you looking to open? Uh, we're looking at the um, back end of October, early November. Um, but it's like everything else, you know, we just, we, we hope and pray that everything, you know, um, uh, comes into the country on time and, and, but look, the, the beauty about it is, is that we're actually in no rush because I'm enjoying, I've got my own kitchen where we're, we're doing all these dishes, we're having a lot of fun. You know, my chef Michael doesn't arrive for a couple of more weeks, but the beauty about it is, is that, you know, we've been working with, you know, the pastry chef and the other chefs and, and it's great just having a lot of fun doing all these dishes and it's, it's it, look, it's been a, um, you know, um, we've kept it under wraps for, for some time. Um, so now it just feels great that we've actually let everybody know and it was just very exciting, just needed to make sure that, you know, everything that we're doing, it was there for a a good reason and not just because we wanted to do it and everything just fell into place and it's just having someone like Con in your team, it's just, you know, um, for us it it was just very natural and and, um, yeah, we're just hoping that by the end of October, early November, it'll be open and uh, I, I just can't wait. I can't wait to get back into the kitchen full time again and, and for the first time I won't have to hand over the baby. 
So, as you know, whenever you do consulting, you always have to let go of the baby at some stage. You know, that's one of the hardest things, you know, because you put a lot of, you know, blood, sweat and tears into a project. And a lot of the times it's, it's your ideas. And, you know, we've had to, you know, I've done so many projects where I haven't been able to tell people the projects I've been working on. But this one here, I'm telling the world because I, you know, it's my project and this is a baby that we're going to be looking after for quite some time to come. Well, Danny, looking forward to seeing what uh, what emerges and what you deliver to, to Sydney in such a special location. It's been great having you on Deep in the Weeds today. Oh, um, thank you very much, Anthony. I appreciate it so much. And as you know, mate, we've always been uh, you've always I've always been a big fan of yours, and <laughs> you know, and it's great, mate. So uh, I just can't wait. You'll have to come around. I'm looking forward to it, mate. Keep in touch, and um, we'll catch up soon. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we take a deep dive into the lives of the incredible people who ply their trade in the food and hospitality sector. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.